This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning. I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Wow. My goodness, the 163rd running of the Queen's Plate is in the books now with the Philly Moira basically destroying the competition last Sunday. And today we are fortunate to be joined in this show by Moira's trainer and friend of the show, Kevin Attard, who won his first ever Queen's Plate last Sunday. And man, did he did it in style. Shortly, Kevin will talk about the experience of winning his first Queen's Plate and what the plans are now for the Super Philly Moira as we head into the fall portion of the thoroughbred racing season and the remaining two legs of the Canadian Triple Crown. Also, well, today, Saratoga hosts what is commonly referred to as the Midsummer Derby, which is the $1.25 million Trapper Stakes. And joining us today is friend of the show, Jason Blewett, who is a partner account representative for the ownership group West Point Thoroughbreds. And also as a keen handicapping eye today, Jason will talk more about the Travers and who he likes and also about what we can look forward to with the Saratoga meet is gradually coming to a close. In addition, well, if you're looking to become part of the thoroughbred ownership industry this year, well, listen up as Peter Berenger is back in the show today. And Peter, who represents international director of the Canadian Thoroughbred Horse Society, joins us to talk about the premier yearling sale to be held this Wednesday, September the 1st at the Woodbine Sales Pavilion beginning at 12 noon. Stay tuned as Peter will once again walk us through this year's premier yearling sale and some of the highlights we may see go through the ring and how we maybe can get involved in third-bed racing business and who knows, possibly be racing in the Queen's Plate in a couple of years yourself as the CTHS yearling sale sells today's yearlings for tomorrow's champions. And finally, while he's back, co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks that are racing today with our coveted Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show! So you better get your HBI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent horse racing news. This is Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks, and government, and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Is this the year you buy an Ontario sired bred, thoroughbred yearling and race in the financially rewarding Ontario bred racing program? Then plan to attend the Canadian Premier Yearling Sale Wednesday, August 31st at 12pm at the Woodbine Sales Pavilion as today's yearlings and tomorrow's champions sell. 
perhaps even the next Pink Lloyd. Contact the Canadian Thoroughbred Horse Society's Ontario Division, either on their website, cthsont.com, or call 416-675-3602 and learn more about attending the yearling sale, obtaining a catalogue, and why it pays to buy, breed, and race in Ontario. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, Larry Simpson. Larry, how are you? I'm doing okay. How about you? Uh, not as good as Moira yeah. and Kevin Attard, um, not just winning, but going away down the stretch, blowing away the field, uh, Hall of Dreams and Sir for sure, um, second and third, but they were just a distant memory because it was all about Moira that day and that special Sunday at Woodbine Racetrack. Yeah, and I can honestly say, Jim, I've never seen a horse that has such a stretch burst like this one. Oh. Like this, this is two races in a row that, uh, you know, the, the, the Oaks, she did the same thing. And then this this race, the, the Queen's Plate against the Colts, she was even more impressive doing it, right? And, uh, yeah, she's just got such an... Uh, a, like an extra a, gear, it's right? It's an extra gear that they kind of throw her into when she hits the stretch, and it's like, boom, she's gone. And uh, who knows? I, I don't think the tank's empty yet. This, this filly looks like uh, she's got an incredible career ahead of her. And when she shifted that gear, Larry... And she went into overdrive and down that stretch, you could almost sense the other horses and jockeys, they're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, it almost like they were like, what just happened? They got caught in the exhaust, yeah. I think. Oh. But uh, no, it was just, uh, it was incredible. And like, I saw her at, at, in the Oaks and it was the same thing, that she just has this this extra gear and and. And she's basically geared down at the at the end. The jockey's just basically standing up, holding on to her, right? So, but uh, she's she's an incredible uh, incredible horse, and it's it's great for you know great for Kevin Attard. Oh. Uh, he got his first Queen's Plate. I mean, he's done everything else now. He has, you know, oh, he has, yeah, he's had some nice horses all along, and and he's, uh, you know, it, it's it's he's had a good training career to date. But he, this was the thing that kind of eluded him all the time, and now he's got it. So. Now, just for listeners, in case you're keeping track, the second leg of the Triple Crown is the Prince of Wales Stakes, September 13th at Fort Erie. Then there's the Breeder Stakes, um, the one-and-a-half-mile turf event for October the 2nd at Woodbine, but also some big stuff happening tonight with our friends at Woodbine Mohawk Park. Yeah, it's the uh, start of Grand Circuit Racing, and uh, just to kind of give you an idea, there's uh, several stakes races tonight. There's the final for the William Wellwood Memorial, uh, which is over a $600,000 final. The winner gets the final slot for the Mohawk Million, which Ooh. is on September 24th. Uh, and then there is uh, two eliminations of the Canadian Pacing Derby, uh, two divisions of the Nasagawea two-year-old pace. There's a two divisions of the Eternal Camnation, and there's the uh, final of the Peaceful Way for uh, the uh, two-year-old trotting fillies. So, uh, yeah, it's a big night. There's there's 12 races tonight, but you've got all those stakes action, and it's it's going to be some great racing. It's and we've seen it Woodbine Mohawk Park. I mean, the competition, the the horses, the drivers. It's it's intense. Well, we've got all the boys up from the U.S. driving oh, here. Yeah, but, Yan, yeah. Yannick Jingra is here, and several others. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, because of the fact that the William Wellwood Memorial. Uh, the winner gets that slot for the the, uh, the Mohawk Million, and uh, you know that's uh, you know that's that's something to race for, you know. 
It's something to watch for. See if any of these horses can win in the same style that Moira did last week at the Queen's Plate. Well, the horse racing world still buzzing over the Queen's Plate and an incredible performance down the stretch by Moira. To talk more about it, thrilled to be joined by Kevin Attard, who finally can add Queen's Plate champion to his incredible resume. Kevin, how are you? Fine, thank you. Thanks for having me on today. A pleasure. When you're watching Moira not just win, but, I mean, demolish the field coming down the stretch, what's going through your head? Uh, obviously, a lot of emotions. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a race I've really wanted to win for a long time. Uh, has a lot of meaning, uh, you know what I mean, to anybody in horse racing in Canada, obviously. Um, so just kind of, I mean, when I seen her kind of obviously kind of draw away from the field, uh, just a lot of emotion started running through me. You know, a lot of hard work hard work has been put into this, uh, you know, by a lot of people behind me, uh, staff, uh, and the owners kind of putting me in this position. So it's just, uh, obviously it was a great day for me and my family. So Sunday morning when you got up and you went to the track, how confident were you that Moira was going to perform like she did? Uh, you know, I, I definitely had a good sense of confidence. Obviously, you know, I mean, she's been pretty flawless so far. Um, but it, it's just such a hard race to win and so much can happen. You know, there were a couple horses there that did kind of scare me and, uh, you know, I knew she was an improving horse. I thought she was going to have to run the same race she did in the Oaks or better to kind of, to be good enough to win on, on, on plate day. And, uh, it just looks like she just kind of, you know, stepped up her game another notch. She ran so easy and effortlessly, especially in the victory. Did the 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 fact that there was so little effort in this great win did that surprise you a little bit? Yeah, definitely. I I didn't. You know, I could never anticipate that she was going to win as easy as she did. Uh, but she's just a great racehorse, and uh, I feel very fortunate to be a part of her. Do you think, Kevin, there was still some gas left in the tank, and you know, when you took the saddle off her? I would have to think so. She's a very feisty filly, uh, you know. Um, you know, she won very easy, kind of, Rafael Hernandez was kind of uh, gearing her down a good 70 yards before the wire, so uh, I think there's plenty left in the tank, that's for sure. I don't know if we've seen the best of her yet. But you were quoted as saying you don't think Moreau will be in the Prince of Wales, the second leg of the Triple Crown. Why is that? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, uh, as a Canadian, you know what I mean, born trainer, uh, you know what I mean, those races mean a lot to me, um, but I, uh, from uh in the owner's perspective, you know, she's obviously owned by a, a group of individuals uh, and the plan for them or, you know, I mean, they race them and then sell them at the at a certain point of their career, right? So, um, you know, now that's kind of, she's accomplished all she can really in Canada. So now it's kind of time to tackle uh, some graded company in the U.S. and see where she stacks up against basically the better three-year-old fillies in, in North America and, uh if she's successful down there, obviously that'll uh, you know I mean increase a lot of value to her as a as a broodmare prospect down the road. So, with the long term goal to try to get into a Breeders' Cup event, obviously, yeah, that's obviously been kind of discussed and talked about a little bit, right? So, um, I mean, for those races, you obviously need points too uh, to mm-hmm. kind of get into those races. Um, so, a lot of that is kind of going into the thinking of. Uh, of kind of getting her down there and uh, seeing how she uh, stacks up. Speaking with Kevin Attard, the trainer of the Queen's Blade champion Moira, and we think about Moira in your great career. Where does she rank among some of the great horses you've trained, Kevin? She's definitely uh, getting making her way to the top, that's for sure. I've been fortunate enough to have some good horses, you know, uh, Calgary Cat, Starship Jubilee, 
those are two probably my better horses. Uh, this filly, you know, even though she hasn't won kind of anything other than uh, restricted races here in Canada, she's been doing it so convincingly and so easily that you would have to think uh, she is going to be successful in uh, some of those graded races when the time comes. So uh, she's, uh, you know, I mean, she's my first plate winner, and that means a lot. So there's uh, a very special place in her in my heart for uh, for her. Have we seen the best of Moira yet, Kevin? I don't think so. I think, you know, she's a, she's a filly that's only run five times now in her life. Uh, I think she's still improving. She's still figuring things out. And, uh, you know, I mean, she hasn't been tested really, right? So uh, I think there's more, uh, more fire in there. And uh, I look forward to, uh, to seeing her match up against some of the better three-year-old fillies. You just used the term fire, Kevin. Is that what makes her a good racehorse, that fire within her? I definitely think it helps. You know, when when you have a filly that's kind of feisty uh, and has a little bit of attitude and stuff like that, they I think they're definitely better competitors, right? Uh, you know, around the barn, she's just a sweetheart. She you know she does everything the, the right way in the mornings, training wise, and then on race day, she just kind of kicks it up to another level, and, and you kind of see another side of her that you don't typically see day to day. So. I think she kind of knows what her job is and, uh, you know, she prepares herself and gets ready uh, on game day. Talk about the ownership group behind Moira, uh, Kevin, and, and how did you end up with, with Moira? Yeah, so uh, she's owned by X-Men Group, Matikit Stables, and SF Racing. And uh, X-Men Group was uh, a group formed by Donato Lanny. And I was first introduced to Donato Lanny in uh, 2004 through uh, Steve Savro uh, when I began to train for him uh, in Knob Hill Farm. So uh, he actually bought my uh, my first Sovereign Award champion, uh, a two-year-old colt by the name of Leonata Santias. He bought him as a yearling for uh, Steve Savro, and he went on that uh, year to become a champion two-year-old in Canada. And, and he was actually the plate favorite for us in that year, but unfortunately got injured just prior, uh, a couple days prior to the race. So... Um, so that was our first introduction to Donato and for myself, and uh, you know we've uh, we've obviously kept in touch. I've trained some horses in the past for him, and and uh, he approached me one time about kind of trying to put a syndicate of uh, some people together and and, and go out and buy uh, a bunch of horses. And uh, this is uh, kind of the fruits of our labor now. Well, and Kevin, all signs are pointing in the industry now, in North America, that there's going to be more syndicates and more partnerships owning horses like Moira. Definitely. It's a big thing now. Um, you know what I mean? It obviously shares the expenses, uh, kind of distributes it amongst a bunch of people, right? Uh, you know what I mean, it's, uh, it's, not a, it's obviously an expensive sport to kind of uh, to be in and, and maintain. These horses cost uh, a lot of money, uh, but uh, there's so much reward and, and kind of gratification when you own a horse. There's no better feeling than cheering your horse across the wire. And, and I think syndicates give an opportunity to a lot of people to kind of just have a, a taste of that uh, with kind of minimal exposure. Changing the subject for a second here, if I mention the word Greenwood, what comes to mind? <laughs> yeah, I remember those days, actually. Uh, I was a young kid. Uh, you know, I remember a lot of times kind of, a lot of, you know, I mean, during the week, anyways, those were school nights, so it was hard for me to kind of get permission from my mom to go crazy <laughs> like that. Um, but uh, during the weekend, uh, you know, we definitely spent a lot of time there, obviously, in the spring and, uh, and, and, and winter or fall. Um, you know, it was a cute little track, you know, uh, 
I remember uh, kind of uh, the grandstand vividly and the, and the track kitchen and uh, the, the grandstand kitchen on the bottom floor there. So, uh, although it's a long time ago for me, uh, it's uh, there's a there's a lot of memories instilled in my uh, in my mind there. What was it about Fozzie Bear as a young guy going to Woodbines that made such an impression on you? So Fozzie Bear was my dad's first state course, and uh, I mean he was kind of that year. My dad was having a great year, just uh, I mean as a trainer, and Fozzie Bear showed up and uh, broke a track record in his first ever start, and uh, and he was you know his first few races he was just winning by open lengths too. He just kind of. He looked like a, a freak of nature at the time, right? So uh, he put my dad on the map and kind of really got the bug, I think, into me uh, at that point of being a trainer. So uh, probably an instrumental horse uh, in my lifetime growing up. So when you look at your uh, two-year-old crop that's racing this year for you, Kevin, is there any more is there? You know, I do have a couple horses that I actually look at and, and they wonder now, I says, you know what I mean, could this be number two here, right? Uh, you know, we've got a filly uh, by the name of Lickenheiser, that's a Canadian bred. Uh, she won first time out and she's bred to run, you know what I mean, the mile and a quarter distance, right? So looking forward to kind of seeing her uh, grow and develop. Um, we've got a, a two-year-old colt by the name of Philip, my dear. He's ran twice so far, win both races. Another Canadian bred by Silent Name. Um, you know, we're looking to run him uh, in the middle of uh, September in the uh, the summer stakes and win in your win uh, to the Breeders' Cup. So, uh, I mean, those two horses right now off the top of my head are kind of two that uh, I, I kind of sit there and wonder. I said, with a little luck, you know what I mean, could I be in this position again next year? I listen to you, Kevin, and I hear a passion and a, a thrill of the sport that seems as strong now as ever. It seems to Larry and I like you just want to keep doing this as long as you can. You know, I, it's uh, yeah, it's not a job for me in the sense that, you know I mean, I love what I do. Uh, you know, it's a lifestyle for me. Um, you know, I've grown up with these horses, and it's uh, it, it just kind of flows through your veins. It's, it's just like the blood that kind of pumps through to my heart, right? So, uh, I, you know, you connect uh, a, lot, a lot of times with these horses on a connection that's kind of hard to explain. And, and I've had horses that sometimes that... I almost talk to them, and it seems like they can understand what I'm saying. You know, so <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, just uh, they're magnificent animals. Um, you know, they give you all they've got, and uh, I mean, I try to I, I look after them as you know, I mean, as if I would kind of care for my two children. Larry, and I guess going forward, Kevin, you're going to be pretty active at the yearling sales, including the one here at on uh, Wednesday. Yes, definitely. Um, obviously, you know, we, we like to support the local breeders here. It's a good opportunity uh, to kind of invest into a young horse and uh, kind of obviously they have some uh, yearling sales stakes that are coming up this weekend that run for a considerable amount of money that you're eligible for when you buy a horse through the uh, CTHS sale uh, uh, next week. So um, we're going to be there looking, uh, I guess, probably starting Monday, trying to find out maybe the next champion or maybe a Queen's Plate winner there. Well, Kevin, thanks so much for coming on. Congratulations again with Moira. What a great achievement for your career and what a great achievement for horse racing fans across North America to see a winner like that. Uh, continued success and all the best the rest of the way. I appreciate it. Thank you again. No, no problem. When we come back, Jason Blewett 
joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Costa, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. Costa, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the Costa website at costaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bread, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7. Well, friend of the show, friend of all, Jason Blewett, who is partner account representative for West Point Thoroughbreds, joins us today. And besides working for the Thoroughbred Horse Racing Syndicate Ownership Group, Jason is also a, not just a pretty good, but a very good handicapper. Today, Jason will not only talk about the Traverse Stakes, but also the great undercard at beautiful Saratoga. Jason, as always, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure. Always great talking to you guys and hope everybody's doing well out there for sure. It's hard to believe uh, Travers is upon us, right? I just how, how fast the meat goes by at the spa. Yeah, I mean, looking at some of these horses, Cyberknife with our friend of the show, Flo Giroux, uh, Rich Strike, uh, Ain't Life Grand. And, uh, I mean, there's some serious horses in this this field, this race. Yeah, you know, I mean, the Triple Crown races are great in their own right. I mean, the Triple Crown is obviously the Triple Crown, and nothing will compare to the excitement and the interest of the Kentucky Derby. But it's hard to argue with the cast of characters that have shown up here in the in the Midsummer Derby and Saturday's uh, Traverse Stakes. I, I was bummed. I was most anxious to see how Charge It was going to run back for Todd Pletcher, and he obviously had a little bit of a foot issue so he's not in the race but i mean everybody else uh you know east of the mississippi is here and uh, we'll find out if epicenter can really sort of take control in that division i would have to think an eclipse award at this point is wide open but somebody can get it done saturday and be the favorite going into the fall races and would you consider cyber knife being the now horse yeah, it's hard to hard to argue with putting him as the now horse. I mean, he was clearly an accomplished three-year-old and a grade one winner going back to the spring with his win in the Arkansas Derby. I think a lot of people 
We're happy to see him bounce back, of course, after he was uh, very close to that insane pace that set up Bridge Strike in the Kentucky Derby with that great ride that he got from Giroux in the uh, in the Haskell. And we'll see if he can put two biggies uh, back-to-back. And then you've got the three, three-pond-headed uh, attack from Chad Brown in the race at Epicenter. So, yeah, there's just a lot. It is a multi-layered Travers, and it's just interesting looking at the different sort of, I guess, subsections of contenders who all have their their own unique theme with Cyberknife and maybe even Arturius being a couple of the not newer shooters, but now horses who are coming in off really nice last out efforts. What about Rich Strike, though? He won the Kentucky Derby, right? <laughs> <laughs> You forgot yeah, about him. It is. It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, the Kentucky yeah. Derby winner is running in the Travers, which yeah. doesn't happen. It doesn't happen all that often. Uh, it's cool having Rich Strike here in Saratoga. It's been neat seeing him train daily. I mean, with West Point Thoroughbreds, we're out. We're out commandeering the coffee stand uh, each and every morning, beginning at around 6 a.m. or so, 6.30 a.m. So it's been cool seeing Rich Strike here and a great story, and I appreciate what he did for the game and the industry on the first Saturday in May. We needed a good positive shot in the arm and a feel-good story, but boy, you know, you talk about, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but man, oh man, does that seem like a fluky win. I still <laughs> can't make him in the Kentucky Derby months later. But Jason, that's all. I mean, you everything you mentioned, Larry mentioned, you started adding it up, it, it all signs pointing to a huge handle for Saturday's race. Yeah, the forecast forecast looks uh, looks good. I mean, uh, good racing equals uh, good business, and fields fields are fields are large, and there's a lot of uh, talent. Needless to say, and some really nice maiden races on the undercard. So no, it should be a, a phenomenal day of racing with big business, and we may get a little rain here uh, Friday. Uh, it's pretty overcast Friday as we uh, we take the show. Uh, but again, the forecast for Saturday looks good, and uh, yeah, we're ready to roll, man. Travers Day 2022. Nice, Larry. And before we get on to some other topics, I just the the eighth race is the uh, the uh, Jerkins, right? And it's at seven right. furlongs, and you've got Jack Christopher cutting back from a mile and an eighth, which you know I was always taught that's a no no. You don't uh, horse cutting back on the dirt from a mile and an eighth back to seven furlongs is. You know, not too many of them. Some do. Maybe he might do it. But what about the uh, the nine horse in there, Accredive? That horse is that horse has come a uh, quite quite a long ways in a in a short amount of time. And I mean, first and foremost, you've got you've got Chad Brown, who I I think I read on Twitter has got of the thirty three horses in Saturdays and the Travers Day Stakes races. Chad has got trains fourteen of the 33, which is a wow. pretty remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a pretty remarkable statistic, but you know, you move on. And if you think uh, Jack Christopher, because of the fact that he's turning back off the Haskell is, is vulnerable, or maybe some of these other horses will, will improve and catch up with him. You know, Chad's other horse accretive. I mean, my goodness, has he run well in his two starts? I mean, two fast races and, Spotting all that seasoning in the Amsterdam didn't matter. I mean, he nearly got the job done against Gunite, and I would expect another big effort. Although, again, this field is deeper, as you might imagine, than the uh, last out prep in the Amsterdam from July 31st. Speaking with friend of the show, Jason Blewett, who is partner account representative for West Point Thoroughbreds, and I think for maybe a lot of listeners, 
What exactly does that entail with your role at West Point Thoroughbreds? Yeah, great question. I feel like my role, I mean, sales is the most important aspect of my job. We buy horses. We're active West Point Thoroughbreds at all the major public horse auctions, both yearlings and two-year-olds in the United States. And my job is when we buy horses, we, we are going to syndicate those. That's how we, it's a for-profit business. That's how I make my living. So, you know, you're dealing with existing partners and hopefully getting new partners to join West Point Thoroughbred. So sales is key, but I mean, lockstep with the sales is communication where, you know, not to say I'm a politician, but you've got to be able to communicate with people. And um, that is a big, big part of my job, both throughout the summer in Saratoga and the rest of the year. Uh, you know, I'm a lover of the game, a fan of the game, and I've always worn my heart on my sleeve. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to, to get new partners in the mix and uh, and keep our existing partners happy and work with a great team. And it's a great Great group of people from from Terry Finley and Deb Finley on down. A great, wonderful group of people. And, uh, I mean, geez, the stable now, I think we have 105 active horses from coast to coast. So it's pretty big. Hmm. So what's the response been so far this year on, on getting some new partners in, Jason? No, it's been it's been great. I was a little little worried as far as the, the macro outlook. Just, again, the stock market. Uh, hasn't done all that great, uh, and that's probably an understatement in 2022 and, you know, the war in Ukraine and all that stuff. So, again, it was in the back of my mind going into the two-year-old sales season, but we had a record March and April in terms of in terms of activity and the, just the kind of response between existing and new partners and uh, the yearling sales, the two of them in Saratoga, the big one, we bought three yearlings, two of which were – were seven-figure horses we bought in partnership, and they were sold out. They were sold out within a day. Um, we bought a couple of nice New York breads. They're sold out. No, so business business has been been great as we move on towards the tail end of the Saratoga meet, and the same could be said for Del Mar and into the uh, the long sort of marathon Keeneland September yearling sale. And as Del Mar winds down, of course, we've got West Point. West Point's a proud owner. Of, uh, of Flightline, who's getting ready to run in the Pacific Classic out out in San Diego, which is uh, which is beyond. I don't have the words for that. That's beyond exciting. For the new owners, I think a lot of listeners would be curious: how much is it North American money, and how much is offshore overseas money coming in to get part of the thoroughbred game in North America? Yeah, it seemed like the sales, as far as even the yearling sales that just wrapped up, and it was a record-setting, uh, facing tipped in select yearling sale, just in terms of. Uh, money brought in, uh, the amount of uh, buyback. So it was it was robust in in every single metric, and it seemed mostly like looking over the sales results. It was mostly domestic buyers. Mm. There really wasn't a ton of a ton of interest or uh, production, for lack of a better term, from both like the Asian market and even Europe with Coolmore and stuff like that. It was mostly domestic domestic buyers. So. You know, we'll see. We'll see what September holds at uh, Keelan. I'm sure there'll be a plenty of nice horses and a lot of uh, very pricey horses. We'll see if there's more of an international flair. But uh, again, using the uh, select yearling sale from a few weeks ago at Saratoga, which is a uh, high quality, 
it's a small select boutique sale. It was mostly just, uh, uh, again, American domestic buyers who were, who were getting involved and uh, spending quite a bit of money in the process. How many horse sales would you attend during the year, Jason? So we've got the three starting, you know, just with the calendar, the three biggies for the two-year-old in training sales. You've got uh, Ocala, the OBS Ocala Breeder Sales in March and April. So that's two. The facing Tipton Gulfstream two-year-old sale is three. And then you fast forward. We we do buy at Timonium. That's that's uh, held in Maryland uh, a couple of days after the Preakness. So that's four. And then you've got the two Saratoga yearling sales, five, six, Keeneland September is seven, and Keeneland October for the yearlings is eight. So I think eight is probably a good, good round number there scattered throughout the year. And look, I mean, depending upon what you're looking for, it gives every type of partner and potential partner and buyer there's, there's not, you know, uh, it's, it's horses of a different color and then some. It's not one size fits all. So whether you're into buying a two-year-old in training in the spring or you want to, you know, get a yearling in, the, in, in August or September, uh, we, we've got you covered here at, uh, at West Point Thoroughbreds. And I can't make many guarantees in life or certainly in this crazy game of thoroughbred racing that we all love so much, but we'll, we'll, we'll treat you great. We'll give you a great experience. That, that I can stand by, and I'm proud of that. Indeed. Jason Blewett enjoyed the 153rd running of the Traverse Stakes Saturday at Saratoga. As always, we enjoy having you on. All the best, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. All right. Sounds good. And hockey season, boys, not all that far away. I'm ready. Go Leafs, go. All right. Panthers and Rangers here. I got two teams. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk once uh, October hits and, uh, and the NHL is back in action. But, yeah, have a great Travers, guys. Good luck to Flightline next weekend out at Del Mar, and I'll speak to everybody soon. Will do, Jason. Take care. After the break, when we come back, CTHS President Peter Berenger will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live in Ontario? Ever dreamt about owning a racehorse? You need to take Ontario Racing's Horse Ownership 101 Virtual Seminars. Join horse racing expert Elisa Blow and learn about standard bred and thoroughbred ownership opportunities in Ontario with options for every price point. These free sessions are available in a one-on-one setting or as a group. For a list of seminar dates and to book your ownership seminar, go to ontarioracing.com slash horse dash ownership today. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at cosaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine. 
Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, this coming Wednesday, the Canadian Thoroughbred Horse Society, Ontario Division, hosts their premier yearling sale of the Woodbine Sales Pavilion with a 12 noon start. CTHS President Peter Berenger joins us once again to talk about the sale and the ownership opportunities that exist for anyone looking to get into the horse racing ownership business. Peter, welcome to the show. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Good morning. Well, good morning. I mean, after the, uh, the the excitement of pomp and circumstance of Moira's big win at the Queen's Plate, I would think that might inspire people to think, man, I'd like to own a horse and be part of that, too. Uh, that's what we're hoping, and we have a big weekend coming up this weekend. On Sunday, we have the four yearling sales stakes that hopefully will drive a little more excitement. Nice. Larry? Okay, uh, let's talk about the uh, the yearling sales uh, stakes that you have on, on uh, Sunday. Um, there's, okay. what, four divisions? Four, yeah, two two-year-old races and two three-year-old races. One for the boys and one for the girls in each division. Yeah, and what 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 type of purse money do they run for, Peter? Uh, the two-year-olds are running for two hundred thousand each, and uh, the three-year-olds are running for a hundred thousand dollars each. Okay, good. And I think about the future of horse racing in this province. Uh, these kind of sales, Peter, are crucial to keep a steady stream of uh, not just. Uh, the quality of the thoroughbreds, but the quantity so we have good fields for each race. Right. I mean, the breeders are really could be reflective of the manufacturers of the industry. So um, it's important that it stays strong to keep producing horses. Indeed. And this was the sale that uh, Pink Lloyd's uh, sold through, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Do you remember when he sold? Um, about nine years ago, I think he's ten this year. Right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, and I guess the the next question is: He was kind of like a, a needle in a haystack. Eh? Is is there anything else that maybe our listeners could look forward to with this sale? That is there a potential Pink Lloyd there? Well, you always hope there is, and he's the dream that everyone's buying and breeding for. So. Um, they're out there. You just have to find them and pick them out and, uh, you know, have a successful racing career. Thrilled to be speaking to Peter Berenger, who is a, a bigwig to say the least. He is a, he is a big part of the CTHS and the Canadian Thoroughbred Horse Society. And Peter, I, I think about the sale coming up and a lot of people are curious, how many yearlings exactly are going through the sale this year? Um, there, there is 208 catalogs, but with scratches, there'll be 195 yearlings selling on Wednesday. And I guess have, you've obviously got a good handle on, on the catalog and that. Uh, uh, talk about maybe some uh, siblings of uh, horses that our, our listeners might, might be able to uh, relate to. Well, I mean, we have lots of offspring of horses currently running, especially the ones that are running this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have over 60 individual different sires. Uh, you know, there's leading sire, silent name, super speedy, old forester, reload uh, that are selling. And we have some, you know, good first crop sires and, and verse, good first crop two-year-old sires, all representative. So there's a wide variety of horses with lots of opportunity. Okay, say miracle happens. I win the Lotto Max tonight, and I'm like, I'm going to buy a horse. W what should I look for when buying a yearling at a sale like this? I mean, everyone has their own 
characteristics. I mean, um, you know, pedigree is an important part and confirmation. And everyone has their own ideas on what they like and what they don't like. I mean, there's the basics, but everyone has their own ideas on sort of what what they think is the best potential to be a good racehorse. And obviously somebody is going to have to line themselves up with a trainer to pick this horse out, right? Correct. I mean, a lot of owners are, are uh, you know, pick their own horses out, and a lot of people go to their trainers because the trainers will uh, be the ones training the horses, So, and they're the ones that deal with the horses, so you sort of want their input um, to assist in buying the horse. So say I, I'm, I'm able to make a bid, I bid on a horse, I get the winning bid. What happens next after that? Well, uh, what happens is then you have to make arrangements to send it to the farm of your choice to be broken and trained uh, to prepare for next year. I mean, a lot of that stuff um, is all prearranged. You know, people go to the same places, but if you're new and anyone needs assistance, they can ask at the CTHS, and we would be more than happy to give them alternatives on where to send their horses. Excellent. Larry? Okay. I know when you were on the show last, we talked a little bit about the Ontario Sire Stakes program. Maybe, you know, for our listeners, you could maybe, there is a difference, right, with these yearlings that are selling. Some of them are Ontario Sired and some of them are Ontario Bred, correct? What's the difference? Right. So an Ontario Sired horse is, is sired by a horse that stands here in Ontario. And there's uh, currently 18 restricted hundred thousand dollar stakes for those horses and then ontario bred horses uh which aren't allowed to run in the ontario sire races uh have a variety of canadian bred and ontario bred stake races and open races and the ontario sire horses have the ability of running in all of these races so the more restricted and local the more opportunity they have if they do get a good horse if I get three or four buddies together and decide to buy one, is that allowed? How many are you a group of people you're allowed to get to buy one of these horses at the yearling sale? Oh, as many as you like. There's lots of those big syndicates in the United States now have hundreds of people involved in. So uh, that that fractional ownership and syndicates are seen to be the way of the future because it allows people to participate and it spreads out the cost for them to have the fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I spent some time with Michael Barons on the weekend from MyRacehorse.com, and he's he obviously had Duke of Love in, in the Queen's Plate and had a partnership that, that had that. But you're right, that is the wave of the future, right, in, in ownership. We're going to see more people like Michael Barons coming in once there's a, a, a positive ruling from the Ontario Securities Commission about fractional ownership, correct? Yeah, and it's... It just allows you to participate. I mean, it's an expensive sport, and this allows a lot of people to participate and have fun and enjoy it. So I guess for you personally, most of the work is done. Now it's just a matter of just surviving the next few days and getting through the sale and maybe taking a break or a little bit, Peter, after everything. Well, well it's just a matter of it's like everything else. The last, last few days, it's a rush of trying to get every last detail put together, but everything is pretty much in place, and... Now we just have to rely on hopefully a nice afternoon and uh, a lot of people show up and are interested in our horses and we have a successful sale for the breeders and for the purchasers. Well, here, here, Larry and I are hoping that it's a fantastic year, maybe the best year ever for yearling sale and all the best, Peter, and good luck with the sale. Thank you very much and thanks for your assistance for promoting the sale. Indeed, always a pleasure.
After the break, Larry Simpson will look at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and of course, some racing in several other North American tracks. So make sure that your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. This is Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. We will be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app, the best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Is this the year you buy an Ontario sired bred, thoroughbred yearling and race in the financially rewarding Ontario bred racing program? Then plan to attend the Canadian Premier Yearling Sale Wednesday, August 31st at 12pm at the Woodbine Sales Pavilion as today's yearlings and tomorrow's champions sell. Perhaps even the next Pink Lloyd. Contact the Canadian Thoroughbred Horse Society's Ontario Division, either on their website, cthson.com, or call 416-675-3602 and learn more about attending the yearling sale, obtaining a catalogue, and why it pays to buy, breed, and race in Ontario. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Okay, before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems? As Larry gives us his always much-anticipated Ponies Picks today. Sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Larry, the floor is yours. Thank you, Jim. Let's start at uh, Woodbine. They have a 10 race card today. Uh, race six is six and a half furlongs on the Tapita surface, and it's a maiden event for two year old fillies with a purse of $64,300. Number two, 4570, was my selection when she won last week, or when she raced last week, three weeks back. Let's try that again. Number two, 4570 <laughs> was my selection when she uh, last raced three weeks ago. And actually, she finished a decent second at, as the beaten favorite. Uh, 
watching that last race, I thought that the horse seemed to lose focus uh, for a short period, and hence trainer Barbara Minshall has elected to put blinkers on uh, the two-year-old filly today. Uh, 45.70 will also be making her third start off the layoff with today's race, and because it is her third lifetime start. And I like the fact that uh, jockey Patrick Husbands is back in the saddle today as he rode, uh, rode her last time. And uh, I think this, to add to all this, that the horse has a good five furlong work on August the 20th. So I think you have a pretty solid play today in this horse. So in Woodbine's uh, sixth race, number two, 45.70. Excellent. And next? Okay, Saratoga uh, hosts a tremendous carter racing today, including the 1.25 million Traverse Stakes for three-year-olds at a mile and a quarter on the dirt, which is race 11. Now, as you know, I've been a fan of number one, Cyberknife, since his nice win in the Arkansas Derby. We which, know the uh, jockey. We know the jockey, yeah, which uh, qualified Cyberknife for a run in the uh, Kentucky Derby. Uh, which is basically all the Derby was for Cyberknife was a run, which stopped. <laughs> cool. He was, <laughs> he was eight. Oh, ouch. Oh, yeah. He was eight wide at one point of the race. and Going for a jog. Yeah. Going, no, he wasn't really going for a jog. He got blasted in the, in the, uh, the heavy pace that was going, but he was eight wide at one time. And, uh, but since that Derby fiasco, you could call it, Cyberknife is two for two. Okay. Earning victories in the grade three Matt win at Churchill in June. Then in his last start on July 23rd with a hard-fought victory in the grade one Haskell at Monmouth. And uh, that was a pretty impressive uh, performance for him. Uh, uh, in the Haskell, Cyberknife beat a very good uh, field and a horse by the name of Talba, which was uh, one of the, the favorites for the Kentucky Derby. And his best uh, buyer speed rating was taken in the Haskell of 102. So this horse is an improving horse. He faces a very good field today, though. It includes a Kentucky Derby winner, Rich Strike, mm-hmm. Preakness winner, Early Voting, mm-hmm. and Epic Center, who was the Derby and Preakness favorite and finished second in both of those races. So, But I think Cyberknife seems to finally put it all together now. That Kentucky Derby fiasco is long gone, and... I love the workouts leading up to today's Travers for the uh, Cyberknife. How can you go wrong with Flo Giroux, Flo Giroux. and Brad Cox? That uh, that combination wins uh, a lot of races together. So t- Saratoga, race 11, number one, Cyberknife. Okay, indeed. And uh, what's next? Okay, Delmar has a 10-race card today, and race seven is a competitive five-furlong turf event. It's an optional claimer for fillies and mares, three-year-olds and upward, with a purse of $82,000. Uh, number four, Lexington Humor has been a picture of consistency in a short uh, three-race career for trainer Jonathan Wong and comes off her best race buyer speed-wise where she was finish, finished a close second in that race, and that race was on the dirt. But Lexington Humor was also fitted with blinkers for the first time, which she will be outfitted with again today. So it looks like the blinkers helped her in her last race. And I also like the fact that that last race came off a six-week layoff, and uh, trainer Wong is 24% with horses, making their second start off a 45-day or, or more uh, layoff. So, uh, uh, as I mentioned, it's a five furlongs on the turf. Two starts back, Lexington Humor finished third in a turf sprint, which was actually her first race in open company after breaking her maiden in her first lifetime start which I might add was five and a half furlongs on the synthetic surface at Golden Gate. So this horse won on the synthetic, finished second on the dirt, then raced on the turf, 
and is back on the turf. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So uh, uh, this horse looks like she can run on any surface. She has a pedigree that I think leans to turf, though, and looks to have a great shot at winning her second career race. Uh, just a, a note on this horse, too. This horse sold at Keeneland in 2020 for $14,000. And she's earned over forty three thousand already. Hmm. So there are bonuses, and and you know there there are horses out there, and that you sometimes grab these bargains, right? Absolutely. So, so Delmar Race Seven, Number Four, Lexington Humor. And well, finally, let's go to Woodbine Mohawk Park. Well, it's a big uh, night, as we said in the intro. It's a very big night, Grand Circuit racing. You've got the finals of uh, the Peaceful Way and the uh, Wellwood Memorial, and uh, that's where I'm going to. Uh, Race 10 is the William Wellwood Memorial. And in last week's elimination, I liked a colt by the name of Ghostly Casper, who looked all the way down the stretch that he was going to go by the 25 to 1 shot and eventually win. And that was the 25 to 1 shot wouldn't let him by. And that was a horse by the name of Oh Look Magic. So the horse won at 25 to 1, but he beat my horse by a head. No. Yeah. So that was nasty. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, tonight, Ghostly Casper races from post two, uh, has drawn, a, I think, a good post. Oh, look, Magic is in the race again because he was the, and these are all the, the top three uh, finishers of uh, last week's uh, eliminations and that. I believe with the final being the end result of the three elimination heats last weekend, there looks to be more speed for tonight's final. And this will help a horse like Ghostly Casper, who I might add is still looking for his first lifetime win, but he shows five second place finishes and a third. So hmm. the inside post should give driver Sylvan Filion some options tonight. And what a race for Ghostly Casper to break through for that maiden victory if he was happy, able to do it. You know, in the $665,000 William Wellwood uh, uh, oh, no Memorial. Kidding. And then you also get a ticket to the Mohawk Million, you know, which is a million dollars on September 24th at, at Mohawk. So, you know, that, that would be great for, but it's going to be a great race. There's there's a lot of, you've got all the top horses in there. So, you know, but I'm taking a shot. I was always told if you like a horse one week, you bet him back, especially if he didn't win, right? So Woodby Mohawk Park, race 10, number two, Ghostly Casper. Perfect. New listener, Michael, wanted to thank you for your picks last week. They were listening. Uh, Michael sent a note that was listening to your picks and made a couple winners. So thank you very much, Larry. Michael wanted to pass that along. Thank you to our friends, Mark, at the Fans of Horse Racing for all your support. As always, goodbye and thank us for joining us. For this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, just a reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue, a Ponies 24-7 magazine, which was released recently. Email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. Don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more info on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies, and donate to the cause. Stick around, 105.9 The Region, all weekend long. The legend and Romer's up next with the Feed York Region's only magazine show. I'll be back soon. Thanks for listening. Take care. Enjoy the races. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.